0: On stage, chance to chill and On the town On stage, chance to the On stage, chance to chill the Tom.
1: Tonight, we welcome the musical collective known as Free Peoples to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Hailing from the Bay Area, they describe themselves as intergalactic Afro-cowboy world beat and have been at it for almost 20 years. Tonight, we'll chat with the members of this band for a bit, and later, they will play us some of their music from an upcoming release. Please welcome to the program, Free Peoples. Free Peoples. And that's how the music sounds. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> That was an acapella version of one of the songs you'll be playing here tonight. I, you know, it, it said uh, intergalactic Afro cowboy world beat, but others have called it Americana, bluegrass, jazz hybrid. Just so people understand what we're talking A about. A little bit of funk mixed in. A little bit of funk mixed in. You, you play a collection of songs tonight, all from the new album, is that correct? Yes. correct. Uh, do we have a title for this new album, and is there a, a, a theme or anything uh, overarching in terms of content on this album? Um, we do not
2: have a working theme. I think we were we possibly were going to use um, what was the name of that album? the choice We were going to use the yeah, choice the choice and that's yeah. from that was going to be the title song that we're going to play
1: later. Let's talk about the choice because that song obviously means a lot to you guys. It's thinking about having it be the title track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim wrote this song, is that correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah let's talk about that.
3: Well, I had, I'd seen this lecture on TED Talks by this gal named Jill Taylor, Jill Bolte-Taylor. She's a neuroanatomist at, at Harvard. And the whole her whole deal with going into neuroanatomy was to try to solve uh, her brother's schizophrenia, essentially. And so she talked about this and then she spent years and years and years studying and trying to figure it out the impossible and then one day 25 or so years after being a neuroanatomist um, she has a stroke while she's in the shower and she tells about her stroke and the stroke was hitting her left brain which is her analytical brain who she's been trying to solve problems all these years and so when the left brain went out all of a sudden that drop of water that hit her face she was just kind of blown away like it was the best drop of water that she had ever felt hitting her face in the first time ever she thought you know she's on acid she's having an acid trip and then she kind of snapped out of it oh my god i'm 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 having a stroke and then she fell down and then she so For however long it took her to crawl from the shower, out of the shower, to the phone, she had these realizations where her left brain would just completely knock out because that's the side that the stroke was on. And her right brain, this whole kind of euphoric, artsy-feeling brain, would just come back and she would just feel this amazing feeling of the shower and the the journey. And then, of course, I oh, shit, I'm having a stroke again. So (laughs) she would... She would continue on until she finally called 911, and then she lived through rehab to tell about it, and then she wrote a book about it. And so when I heard that lecture, it was just like... And the whole end of the lecture was, hey, we have a choice between our right brain and our left brain. You know, you guys decide what it is. If we want to continue to be analytical about our choices, or we want to really look into the right brain kind of creative side. And, and so then that song kind of came out of that, listening to that lecture, and it's about that we have this choice to make... You know, we, we, we can make the analytical choice or we have this heartfelt kind of choice that we can make. And that's kind of where that came from.
1: And I think it's a good segue um, about the, the longevity of this <coughs> band. Um, you two are the founding members that remain in this band. Is that correct? Correct. And uh, the names are, just so people know? I'm known as Mike D. And Tim Sawyer. <coughs> okay. And so, you know, it's one of those things where you had to make a choice over the last however many years, 17 years you've been at it now. Almost 20. Almost, Almost 20. 20. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to make a choice to keep a project like this going. Um, right. It, it doesn't just happen on its own.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, I I consider it an obligation to humanity. <laughs> you know, I mean, if, you, if you've been given a gift to be an artist, then it's your obligation to do it. And so I, I, maybe not so hard to say give up. I, I suppose if I was obsessed with the journey, then I would give up. But I have never been obsessed or possessed by it. It's just been a constant
1: explosion
3: of creativity.
1: Do you feel like this band is a symbol to some people?
2: You know, I mean, you see. very strong beacon of hope for a, anybody who's a performer or a, or a, uh, or anything musical—performer, orchestrator, arranger, anything. It's it's a it's a, a simple. Example of originality. We're always doing our thing and whether our thing sounds like other things We hope that is because then our influences are being shown through it but you know the title of the Intergalactic mind-melding funky jazz soul reggae fusion Schizophrenic ska, you know, whatever it is that we do. It's just all The 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 six of us in the band bringing out all of our influences, which are there's 50 different genres we 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 listen to so there's 50 different genres we play You know 50 different countries we of music that we listen to so we want to we want to bring that in somehow and that's both our grace and it's a challenge And and it's also very innate. We're not we're not trying to do it. We're just doing it.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, you know, Mike and I met at a recording project when the bass player didn't couldn't make it. Mike and I met, and then we started the band. And then one of the other founding members of the band was Johnny Downer, our guitar player who passed away in two thousand nine. And 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 Johnny was part of this threesome that started this trio, you know, and he was very important. Um, And he's the one who introduced Jason, who Jason now has been with us for 14 years, 14. And then Jason introduces to Nick and Nick's been with us for seven years. It's like a family of kind of things that happen. And and that kind of started with um, Johnny had this kind of interesting and kind of unique ability to just befriend everybody. But also, he befriended some very unique souls that kind of, like, would add to a situation. And so whenever, you know, I mean, he would just, he he would be totally happy playing underneath the bridge with a homeless guy. I mean, that was Johnny. But at the same time, when it came down to really getting into his heartfelt music, he had this particular, you know, critical ear to be able to play with people that really turned him on and, and got the groove on. And so... Um, when Johnny passed away in 2009, um, Mike and I, you know, I mean, we just wanted to continue the journey, you know, and um, and we continue to um, associate and attract just, uh, you know, other bros, I <laughs> sort of say, or just parts of the family that just people are really spirited and into it. And, and I think the main thing that 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 free peoples really is, is just people say, well, geez, how do you guys always have these amazing musicians that are playing with you? And, and I think from from my perspective is that we try to leave the ego outside the door and we try to allow everyone to express their own individual scenario, their own individual self.
2: A few of the songs tonight that like we really got to bring out, this one song we did tonight is called Two Feet. It's a song that I wrote. It was the first time that I got tossed out of a house by a woman. And um, it was wasn't funny at the time. And then I and i couldn't i couldn't i didn't know why why she why she kick me out i thought we were having a good time anyway i did fall back on my two feet and <laughs> that, <laughs> right i deserved it but I, then I, I you know i was that was, was going to be my follow up question did say it was. I know. In, <laughs> re, in retrospect <laughs> <laughs> if you felt it
1: was like he the deserved first
3: time, time correct yeah. i deserved it, yeah, it was but the first and only time but then wow. she
2: but then so that song though uh, it was a very very it was very emotional for me and um, it, the song has been developing. That happened five years ago. So the songs, that's another thing with Free Peoples is the songs take a long time to come out. We're just recording the song. Um, and it really needed this amount of time f- to put together the personnel to actually execute it like we're going to do later. And also, I had arrangements that I, that I had a basic idea of. Well, Nick Hasty on saxophone really helped things come out. And um, on other songs, like uh, we did earlier, Waiting, there was, there's just parts that Jason, Thor, and Nick Hasty on trombone and sax, they wrote the part. I didn't write the part. They wrote the part. So they're not, again, what Tim said, just to reinforce what Tim said, um, there's no ego in it. And if somebody comes up with something... That is, you know, makes up the sum of the parts that's better than or that doesn't exist in the first place and then exists and makes the song just that much greater makes it makes it keep going. It's like a song that never it's where its composition is always kind of stretching and and never really it's never really finished. It's an ongoing composition. It's like a Bach piece, you know, like Bach did that he made he made songs that people were able to still interpret and do their own way. And so that is, that's like such a great accolade of ours. You know, we're just, we have ongoing songs, ongoing compositions. Would you guys agree with me
0: on Mm -hmm. that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's
4: one of the the things that people appreciate about what we do is that, I mean, there's songs that we've, I mean, I've been in the band 14 years and there's songs that you guys wrote at the very beginning. So some of these songs are like, you know, 18, 19 years old, but every time we play them, there's something slightly different and differently magical about them, which is why it's still incredibly interesting after all this time.
3: Yeah, new, guy, new folks that come and play with us sometime or just to sit in, we'll say, hey, well, what's a set list, you know? And I'm like, well. Um, yeah, ask Sam. Yeah, it's ask Sam. <laughs> there's a, you know, I've just never been a set list kind of guy. We try to, we, we'll write one and we never follow it, so then finally we just stop writing them because, I mean, there's not a set list to make love There's not a set list to have a conversation when you're having a really great conversation with somebody. You know, we may be checking our notes in an interview, but really, I mean, why have a set list? Everyone wants a set list. Like, hey, what was the set list? That was a great set. I'm like, I don't know. Record it and write it down because it's going to be different. And if we have it written down, we've never, ever followed it so that's just part of this whole, the improvisation. part. playing the crowd, man. We're part. playing
1: the crowd, you know. Uh, a song you play tonight uh, is Waiting. Mike D, you wrote that song. Yes. W- with some help from, uh, on the melody part. Yes. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that song? Uh, what of yourself you put into that song?
2: I was, uh, I, it was the, it was a, a hiatus that I actually took from Free Peoples from 2007 to 2009, I, uh. I was going through a major life change. I was uh, dating a woman that didn't kick me out of the house. I, I decided to leave <laughs> on my own volition. And um, I needed a change in my life. I had written half a dozen songs in my life, and really good songs, and the rest of them were all kind of not worth sticking around for. And so I was more of a, you know, just a, a backup guy with the band, and, and completely and totally fine with that. But I needed a change in my life, and I broke up with this woman, and I got a job opportunity to move overseas. I was in Ibiza, Spain from 2007 to 2009, and I was working as a musician in a studio, and I was also a private chef there. And um, and it was just a basic love story that uh, ended up on the wrong end, and it was somebody that I always would come and visit me there, and I became fonder and fonder, and but I realized that she was just coming to hang out with me there. And so I was always waiting for her to make a decision to come back and kind of stick with it. But I realized that that's the the way life is. And um, I couldn't live my life without her. And I saw so much in her, but yet I still was there in that country doing something else. So she empowered me to be myself there and That was really basically where the song came from and um, And it was a mantra. It was like this just like me telling myself. This is why I'm here This is why I'm here and it was the first song that I wrote there And it was probably the best song that I wrote there and it's probably the one of the best songs that I've ever written for myself because it just told the story of me um, just me just uh, taking care of myself and what interests me the most. And that's um, creativity.
1: You mentioned the Ted talk, which inspired the title track, potential title track for the new album on your second CD. uh, Your grandfather struggled with Alzheimer's and you did a a song about that. Uh, What does that song explore there? Because there's a theme here where you you seem to be fascinated by the the workings of the neuroscience and and how the human brain works.
3: Right. So um, my grandfather, he had kind of a late onset Alzheimer's and, and um my mom and dad were getting kind of worn out taking care of them you know and and one summer i was home i said i got you know i got grandpa this summer any any phone call after 10 or if i happen to be home after two is my phone call and i would get these phone calls sure enough 12 1 2 in the morning and it would be grandma you know grandpa's trying to get out you know and so i'd just get my skateboard or my bike and i'd cruise over to two, three blocks over to grandma grandpa's house. And sure, sure enough, grandpa's trying to get out the front door. Grandma's got him by the belt, you know. And he's like, Tambo, Tambo, saddle up the horses. You know, we got to get out of here. This woman's trying to get me in bed with her, <laughs> you know. And, of course, it's grandma, but, you know, he remembers her when she was 21 and hot, and now she's a big gal, you know, and she's, she's been taking care of him, and she doesn't, he has no idea who this lady is, and he's just bummed out that this lady wants him. And so we'd go walking around the neighborhood, you know, and we'd come back and, you know, we'd saddle up the horses to get back. And the whole kind of Western theme about it was is that he spent hours reading Zane Grey books. And then he, when he got burned out on those, which he really never did, he read those over and over. He would read Louis L'Amour books. And he had stacks of these books and he'd always go back to the Zane Grey. And I think that he had really, as he started to lose his mind, he became the cowboy. And, and so I just... That just said something to me when I wrote that song.
1: Is that experience with him, why you have a fascination with uh, aging and growing up? Because uh, that's something you mentioned to me as well, or does it extend beyond the experience with your grandfather? Well,
3: I, I mean, I just had always been, uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was going to be an architect. And uh, there was there was the start of AP classes, and one of my instructors says, hey, we're going to have anatomy. We're going to have this anatomy physiology class for seniors. Would you be into it? You know, and I said, sure, why he picked me, I don't know. But there was 19 of us, and I got the highest grade in the class. And I just, it was like, I, whatever, anatomy, physiology. And I just kind of blew the class away. And he says, Tim, you ought to think about doing something like, I don't know, if architecture is your, your realm. Anyway, so that just kind of prompted me to kind of go into that whole world of anatomy and physiology and stuff. And I ended up becoming a physical therapist because of that. And so, and... And I had a bunch of, it's interesting, because in, I started playing guitar when I went to Long Beach State, and I was hanging out with this guy, I met this doctor at UC Irvine, and uh, he, he said, uh, you know, well, what's your passion? You know, we were, I was jamming on the guitar on the beach in Laguna Beach, you know, and he, he goes, oh man, I play guitar, and then he'd say, oh, I used to play guitar, and I'm like, why did you stop, why is, why is playing guitar a used to be thing, that's like not acceptable. <laughs> And so we, we started asking stuff. He goes, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And he said, well, don't be a doctor because you'll never be able to be in a band. <laughs> like if we, after we started talking, because you try to pick something that you could do that you could maybe, you know, supplement your income and still play music. And, and so physical therapy ended up kind of doing that for me. And I was able to continue to play bands all through college and afterwards. And I just haven't stopped.
1: One thing I think we've done really well tonight is get the two founding members uh, take on what the band has meant to them and what they've tried to do with it. Um, I'd be really interested as we kind of wind down for the the other four uh, just what this project's meant to you personally. You don't have to share if it's hard. It's a hard thing to come to. But I I feel like just in the way that you guys have uh, brought each other along, I feel like being in this band has, has been significant creatively and just musically and probably taking you to places that you wouldn't have gone to otherwise so if you have anything to say about what the being in this band the legacy of this band what these people have meant to you this would be a good time to share it
4: for myself it's not hyperbole to say that being in this band changed my life in several ways um when i first met johnny i was like when i moved to this area and met johnny it was like a pretty difficult time in my life and um Having first of all, having that experience of like knowing him first as a friend, that was like a huge um, a huge emotional connection for me, and that turned into this musical connection. And like I was actually, when we're sitting here reflecting on I can't believe it's been like 14 years that I've known at least you know um, Tim and Mike D, and like so I've gotten so much out of being um, a partner with them. You know there's been times where i've you know as has happened with several of us like i've gone away come back but there's always been this deep connection that i've never really felt with any other musical project before and like i said um on a personal level um it's really become like my family and i i mean apart from maybe like the first six or nine months where i wasn't really sure if mike d like you know liked having a trombone player in the band but it (laughs) it just kind of seemed to work. And I, I mean, you guys have really given me the opportunity to grow in a really profound way. Um, as a musician, I appreciate that.
1: So I just want to say, uh, I appreciate you guys kind of giving us a glimpse into the other aspects of this project. Cause the music is great and people will see that the music is great later on, but there, there's a lot more going on here. So thank you for being, you know, so generous yeah. and kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit on this one. Thanks for
3: having us. Really. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. uh, an 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 honored an to be, an be here, here really. Yeah. Yeah
1: and you know it's a band with so much history so I'm glad that we get to document not only the music but also the people behind it Um, and now after a brief musical interlude the music of free peoples what we've been talking about all night is going to begin stick around and give it a listen and uh, thanks again for joining us everybody thank you guys thank you a lot
0: Our lives certainly have grown into something great.
3: Back in my slice. keeping it down to the roads. Wondering why my rap brain cries when my left is too busy trying to figure out why. i